Will more enforcement efforts cracking down on black market growers bring the price back up at the dispensaries? Big cannabis sure hopes so on today's new grow show as well as a growers. Forget to remind them, Scotty, sometimes growers. Stay tuned for Grow Talk. We got some loan care after Roots Form coming up as well. And a special guest today. Who we got, Scotty? Come on, Michigan Matt. You there, brother? I pulled you out of work. I have to keep Yep, yeah. yep, sir. We are here. How are you? I'm great, and I'm glad you're on this show because I want to talk to you a little bit about being a commercial grower. How long have you been a commercial grower? Uh, officially statewide 2018. Oh, my. Five years. Wow. Almost six years. You are a veteran, sir. But you must have seen it go up and down the pricing and uh, demand. I, I'd love to talk to you about that because I was just in Denver a couple of days ago seeing the, the Meow Wolf. Uh, which is actually is really cool. There wasn't as many people on hallucinogens as I thought there. Yeah, they were just holding it together. They were. No, I was, I was <laughs> looking out for them, man. But afterwards, I went. I tried to go to Grambo. What is your dispensary? Stan- yeah, Stan- it's a- Okay. Anyway, yeah. at Denver Dispensary, <laughs> Grambo says he gets, give me a couple of prices of some carts you get down there. I mean, you can get like really, really premium live resin for like $22 yes, out the yeah. door and you can get rosin for like 28 That's what happened. I got really nice. Uh, look at the color of this stuff. You know, look at that. I don't know if you can see it, yeah. but live resin, they were $26 out the door. Am I doing the math? It was $208. And they walk up and you go, hey, I'd like something, you know, a good quality live resin cart. And they're like, okay, you can max out at eight. Like, that's the next thing they say. Like, they want to sell you volume. Um, but I just want to know. I want to know, like, you know, all the work that goes into it, what it actually costs to to, to make this stuff. And we ain't got to get too detailed, but figured you'd be a good guy to hang. Morning, Nass. So, first, just to bring it back, 2018, you've been in the Michigan market as a commercial grower. I mean, how does that, on a stress level, one to 10, I'm sure it's all over the place. Like, I know I've talked to you before where, like, it's got to be intense depending on what's going on with price per pound and like just all the competition and everything. Yeah. The whole supply and demand, like that's a whole market from started off. So still in 2018, we just started fresh and licensing. There's no supply. So the price was just out of control. I mean, I came back on this or came on the show years ago and we were at 32 to $4,200 a pound. But yeah. I mean, the, the roller coaster of the market is just up and down and all around. But now we're finally in a, uh, a place where everything is starting to settle out a little bit more. Markets evolved. Cream is starting to rise a little bit. At our bottom, we're starting to climb back up. But I mean, it's just, it's tough. It's tough. But you got to be able to be competitive in a very competitive market. Yeah. No kidding, man. Hang on. Do me a favor. There's a. Uh, an article that I found, Michigan Wholesale Marijuana Prices. Wow, I'm offended by that. Uh, stabilized now after a deep drop. And this is from July 10th, 2023. And I just, oh, do you have any idea what it, I mean, there is so much regulation that goes into, first off, regulation and taxation. And then just working a, a regular business like I do, there's all sorts of insurance. And what I'm told is you got to pay a whole bunch of money in rent. So with all those stacked against you, how tough is it to to stay in the you're in the black, right? In the black if you're making money, or red if you're negative. Yeah, you know, red is yeah back in black, right? Red no good, man, no good. Back in black. I think that's what it. Oh, so it's it's tough, you know. And we we launched faded here in January of this year, 
Hang on, like give we, yourself. Uh, you're, you're a friend of the show. Please give yourself a, a real shout out, man. Give your company. You work hard on it. Uh, we have faded. The, that's the, the name of our brand at this point. We're only bulk at this point, so you can find us in certain dispensaries. And bulk, like you can't find us free packaged at this point. Um, I thought somebody did it themselves. But um, we we launched in January. Well, we we had our first first official harvest hit the shelves in January. And those first two months, like it was those first two harvests, first two months, it was extremely hard to sell anything. I mean, just to be a new company to hit the market uh, in the middle of what, or, you know, about October season, you know, our prime uh, supply is heavy in January, February, and the prices are way down and the, uh, the supply is down at this point, you know, post holidays. I'm sorry, the demand is down post holidays. So we, you know, we ran into a lot of headaches and a lot of things, a lot of heartaches, and we had to settle out between seven, eight hundred, seven, eight hundred a pound for our first harvest. Wow, that is mind blowing, man. Any at all? Uh, that is rough. Or specifically over the next few months, you know, like I said, the cream starting to rise here in the in the state a little bit more. Um, our product is now yeah, we we grow a very solid high end product, so we're, we're starting to build some traction, build some demand. And we were able to raise our prices from where they were at under this more stable mark between eleven and probably thirteen hundred. I mean, I will tell you that I was thinking about like liquor brands or beer brands, and in cannabis there are a few brands. I'll give a shout out to Pensk. They're one of my favorite. They probably are my favorite uh, live rosin cart. And I do go and I'll pay extra and I'll seek out the store that that has that brand. So I do see, and then the cream rises to the top. They're the the they're the cream for me. Winners of what's great in Richington is we do have a lot of these growers that came from the caregiver market, that came from the old school market, and made their way to the license, and they're able to make their way in a pre-packed market. And in the pre-packed market, you can get between like if you're a really good brand, you can get fifteen to twenty-five dollars an eighth, which can be between eighteen and thirty-two hundred a pound. So you can still make a season season price, but I mean, we're talking the smaller operation and we're talking 150, 200 light grows versus some of these bigger guys and bigger operations, bigger licenses who can afford to sell $500 pounds when they're pulling down a thousand lights a week. Like it. And then unfortunately the way the mission market is set up is it's set up for both, both, both to survive, right? It's set up for these licenses to be stacked. People can produce thousands of pounds and make it that way. But it's also set up for some of us uh, littler guys that we can hopefully produce uh, at a, a cheap enough price for a pound where we can still be profitable, you know, selling, you know, smaller batch. How much of, so you're a hundred percent flour and then they'll either use it for extract, sell it for flour. So it doesn't really, do you have to tell people how it squeezes and all that? Are you growing straight? Just the way that our recipes are set up right now, we're a hundred percent flour. Then just all of our trim goes into extract. So that's just like, you know, it's brought the, uh, a certain company who buys our all of our uh, all of our trim, and then they just blast it all. And sure, they, they seem to get pretty good returns from it. But I mean, the price per pound on a, a pound of trim is one hundred thirty-five bucks. So, like, if you're able to split around and get ten percent off, that then you're doing pretty well. Yeah. Leading question: We started this, Scotty. I was saying, you know, will enforcement efforts cracking down on black market growers? Now, you being a grower on the up and up, you know, I like almost everybody to be able to grow. Obviously. You know, you put your blood, sweat, and tears and investments into your business. Um, so black market growers or people, I don't know if outdoor harvests have a big effect there as well. Um, do you see more enforcement actions happening? I mean, one of our fears also on top of that is uh, 
we like our home grower rights and will that ever be, will big cannabis lobby towards trying to take those away? That's a two part question there, but uh, what do you see in Michigan? What I'm seeing, at least on the caregiver side or the home growth side, is that, that nobody's seen messed with, nobody's seen touched. And what, I, what I've at least come to see over the last year or so is that everyone is pretty much just left alone. Where we're seeing a lot of the enforcement happen is on the licensing side. Is some of these guys that are coming after people that are bringing Cali packs in and try to watch them into the license market or taking products out of the license market. Get guys um, who just are not good at paying debt. Um, dude, you and I had this conversation a while back where um, a lot of these licensed groups are not paying back or paying on time terms. Sure. And now the li- the states are finally starting to step up and kind of hopefully regular reg- regulatory regulate regulatize. I'm not trying to say that. <laughs> they're trying to make regulate <laughs> regulate. They're trying to yeah, that's it. They're trying to regulate. They're trying to make it so, you know, some of us smaller guys that need that payment within that 15 to be paid so we can pay our paychecks or pay our power bill. You know, it's really important. And there's a shitload of regulation. There's a shitload of taxing, taxation. Taxation. Right. We put a lot into this. Yeah. The, the, we sure at a home grower level, it, you can produce a pound at a very cheap, cheap amount. But when we're paying 25 to 50 grand for a license over the course of a year, and you're only selling pounds at a thousand dollars a pound, you know, it's it, a big chunk of your operation. Yeah. Where'd you get your agricultural inspector for Christmas? <laughs> got my trip to Costa Rica and I got mine. No, I'm just goof. I'm just, but you have constant inspections going on, right? The fire marshal probably bust your balls a bit. I pay a lot for that build out, cost you a fortune. I like the calming paint. Anybody ever tell you your background looks like it could possibly be a prison? <laughs> I was thinking more of like a child's bedroom. I'm going to buy you a poster. I'm going to buy you a poster, <laughs> sir. Yeah, I got three posters. They're the most important type. Oh, yeah. What yeah, I, I thought those were events. Yeah, I thought it was an air break. Those are day to days. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, I just, I was looking at this. I got this article Plummeting Prices Destabilized the Massachusetts Marijuana Market. And yeah, uh, some and they just it really does matter how many licenses you get licenses you give out. And I mean, you've got what over six million people in Michigan. There's a bunch of people in Michigan. Yeah, I think it's what might be eight. Yeah, but my point is that's a lot of cannabis consumers. You know, they got someplace like I mean, in Massachusetts, I guess you got a few million. Where they got three or four million. Oklahoma, they got maybe three million there. You know, so I'm. But what's going to happen in like Minnesota when Minnesota goes live and they start to try to produce enough flour for their residents to produce for their dispensaries? They're going to see the same type of thing that we did back in 2018, 19, where we're going to see a huge price rise and then the, everything's going to plateau, supply and demand are going to stabilize, and that price is going to plummet again. So you just got to ride this wave. And if you can ride the wave and make it through, that's when. That's when you can start building the brand. And once the brand is built and you can start kind of curbing your own supply and demand by doing things like introducing fresh frozen so we don't come to market with as much flour as we might, you know, in the past, or being able to spread our, our product throughout the state throughout multiple locations, then we can help control, you know, our own price a little bit better. Is that something that you Yes. Go ahead, Scotty. I'm next though. <laughs> I apologize. I'm excited, man. Matt's an old friend. I haven't seen him in years. Or I haven't. Uh, man, you actually missed last year's cup, man. We'll see you next year. 
Uh, here, dude, you take it, man. You take it. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, you know, I, I like the grow talk. We got a head grower here. I'm curious, just some quick hits, like how many lights you got and how many people does it take to run that tight without like on a reasonable schedule? I know some people, oh, it takes uh, two people, 16 hour days. Like what type of work goes into that? We have uh, 160 lights total, 100 in the flower, 60 in veg. Uh, there's four of us total that work here, including myself. So there's me plus three. Do everything Monday through Friday. Uh, weekend shifts are typically two or three hours where we'll just come into water and, and be done. And then we bring in a trim crew for harvest days because we got we pulled out and 400 plants in the harvest. And we, we get that done in one day. So we'll bring in a crew of 15 people in to help us assist in that labor task. Do you let him get naked uh, so they don't steal stuff? Not really. Like, I have a good <laughs> Like, do Jack City. Come on. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I try to get to know people's names, you know, even the, the bottom guys, you know, it's not just like me and the owner of the crew and that's the only people that exist. It's, you know, everybody is here and part of this cooperation. You know, we buy people lunch, we do things and go just a little bit above and beyond to kind of reward and help people want to be here that don't work here on a day to day basis. Hey, as a manager, did you just say you try to learn what people's pain points are? Is that what you said? I don't know, but that sounds like something I'm- <laughs> I said pain. I don't know. I was like, wow, man. Sorry, man. I was like, I, we tried to solve their holes or something. I was like, we're, we're pretty deep. I'm kind of, I'm kind of stay uh, open to anybody that walks in the door, you know, and make them right. feel just as important as the next person. Because, you know, all those little things, once I know that everybody is here, kind of a camaraderie thing, I don't have to look over people's shoulders and, ho- and hope they're not feeling. I mean, I'm sure, if they want to steal a couple of nuggets, then sure. you do to you, but sure. I mean. I like that. You just have to be walking around, putting a hand on the shoulder and saying, what is your pain? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what about. Um, also you, you guys really probably scrutinize your inputs, man. When the price per pound is up 3000 plus and stuff, sure. You might be a little more spendy with more bottles and stuff. So I'm curious, just quickly, you don't have to hit every single thing, but do you use a specific line additives? What growing nice. media? Because all this is what's up, Scotty. You don't have to give out your specific recipe or anything like that, but your line. I mean, yeah, whatever. Give it all. <laughs> I'm not here to hide anything. I'll tell you anything that I do, and I'm, I'm not ashamed of it. Like everything that I've done, uh, I've researched and, and learned through trial and error. You know, just over many, many years. So sure. Um, I, like when it comes to like I, I use Canna for the most part, which is obviously a higher end brand, which costs a little bit more money. So I have to do certain things, and we have to figure out certain ways to maybe not use the entire line the entire time, right? Boost is a very expensive product, but if we can right. boost three days a week instead of seven days a week, then, and we're still getting the kind of same results, then we're able to kind of cut back some costs on that. Or we cut silica out a day or two, you know, because we're using uh, silicium from Jaren, you know, the monosicilic acid. So right. we'll, we'll cut that out a day or two a week just to, to try to save a little bit of cost savings there too. Um, but we also run a tapered down schedule where we're, we're hitting a very high two and a half EC in flower and veg all the way up into the first week of flower. And then we're starting to taper that back from two to 1.7, 1.5, So we're just doing different things to try to help cut the overall overhead of the cost. But in order for us to produce a high end product, we want to use high end inputs as well. Sure. Uh, as well as we'll, 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 Oh, 
I was just going to, of course, I have to Scott just interrupt this, but I've used Canna. It's an A and B. I, at least when I used it, it was equal parts. So if I've got three other folks and uh, I'm trying to solve their pain point, I'm going to make it as easy as possible for them to mix that stuff in and not forget. It's pretty easy if you just got two and you pour equal parts in. I've messed it up before. Yeah, it's it's still pretty that definitely helps with you than and a single A and B throughout veg and flour versus a flour A and B and a veg A and B. Sure. You're getting things mixed up and yeah, it makes things a little bit easier. But yeah, I mean, we're always trying to cut back on little things here and there. If we can, you know, leave that four instead of five and cut five hours worth of labor in a week, then we're going to do it. Like there's, there's little things that add up over the course of the year that can help us. Like some of the things that I tell my guys that work here is uh, in girl. Um, is like, think about things and like what it costs per pound. So if we just paid a thousand dollars to have uh, something trimmed, that was a pound right off the harvest gone, right? It's $10,000, 10 pounds gone right off the harvest. Wow. So if we're only producing a hundred pounds in a month and, and we already just lost 10 pounds to trim, now we're down to 90 and then 90 now has to fuel the rest of us, right? It has to put, put the food on our tables. It has to give the, the employees the paycheck and so on and so forth. I get it. Trim machines, just not an option because you're going for a quality product. Trim machines are more volume. I, I actually, so I, I keep a statistics about every harvest that I do, and it, it include encompasses everywhere from wet weight to, to dry weight, or wet weight to dry weight. So you're encompassing uh, the moisture loss. You're encompassing uh, sellable product. So when we break down the sellable product and we see uh, sellable product at like 17%, which like the same five percent flour and uh or sorry five percent trim and twelve percent flour okay and uh this is like on machine right so this is based off our overall whole of our total wet grams that came in if we're at ten percent flour and then uh what say seven percent or seven percent trim or whatever uh the the ratios go backwards so when we we, we use the machining trim we went from having that twelve percent flour down to eight percent flour and that our five percent trim up to seven percent trim we saw like this big increase in trim percentage, which at the end of the day costs us roughly two pounds per strain with seven strains per harvest costs us about 14 pounds worth of flour, which was about 14 grand with it down. down. Right. So now we're, we actually just cost ourselves nine grand because we still had to pay the five grand for the trimmers to come in, do all the crow's feed and all the little trimming on it. And, you know, wow. you can't just put it through the trimmer and be done. And that, that's not going to be market. And, you know, it's, there's a lot that goes into it. And if you can see all the little details, they, yeah, you can make some cuts with machine trim, but is machine trim really saving you up there? Is it actually costing you? Are you doing the numbers to see that it's actually, you know, more trim or flowers? Here, just let me make the thumbnail real quick. Trim machines lose terps? Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. I'll use that. No, that's an interesting. That's a fact, man. We learned. We always thought about it when you look, and it's a tight trim. It doesn't take a genius to figure out there's sugar all over those, you know, the sugar leaves. That's what they call them, sugar leaves. If you're knocking them off into your trim, that's a bummer. Yeah, I, I do like you know, and, and, and and like we do, obviously, some strain dependent, right? Some strains are going to be a little bit better for machines than others. But some of the ones that we like to run, some of these GMO type crosses are like kind of more like a stretchier plant. Like they will just get eaten up by machine. They'll just suck all smalls through and you're just down to those so far smaller percentage with a ton of trim. I mean, don't get me wrong, with a ton of trim, but the market is not in the trim. 
Is that why I guess for blasting these carts that it's it doesn't cost as much? I guess you save on trimming, right? You just buck them and you throw them in your machine. I mean, if it's a live cart, that's one thing, right? If it's a live cart, there's a lot more labor intensive that goes into it. So they got to freeze everything to be able to get to that point. But yeah. if it's just like a resin cart or just like it's being blasted, I mean, yeah, it's it's the easiest way. I mean, yeah, that's pretty money. cheap, especially when you're buying a hundred dollar pounds for a, a, a trim. Yeah, I'm seeing it for ten dollars a gram, and how you pay, you got to pay a buck for the, yeah, you know, for the little whatever it is container, and then another fifty cents for for the cartridge, and then for the wrapper. I mean, it's got to cost you that much. So how are you making any money on it? You're making four or five dollars a gram on distillate. Mass production, mass production is how. Right, they're doing thousands of them. They're doing thousands of them. Then, so I, I gotta jump. Just I gotta ask this question. You're talking about building this brand and how much you know you work at that. So then, are you interested in having it legalized federally so you can take your brand uh, nationwide? Because I would. You know, I don't know if I built a brand, I sure would want people across the state line to enjoy it. Uh, it's not really something that's really crossed my mind. My objective right now is just to do the best that I can within the walls that I have. And the walls that I have are Michigan. So, what do you run it for? Mayor? Focus my energy. <laughs> I'm just going to focus everything that I can right here, right now. But, right. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, once something changes or something, we're able to be open up in the future. We're, we're seven months into this brand. I've been growing in Michigan for, uh, 14 years, 13 years now. But, Wow, we're a fresh brand in Michigan. And I'm not, but I don't. I'm not known by everybody out there. So the more that I can build myself up and build our brand up here, then hopefully maybe something can spill over into another state from what sure. we've built already here. Just thinking. I mean, to be taxed like crazy, to be able to only be able to do business in a very specific spot, and then to not be able to ship out of state or do any business out of state. If they gave those, put those handcuffs on real growers, I'd be out of business. Uh, I, I'm telling you right now, we're not profitable. We're not extremely profitable here. You know, we're we're floating. We're able to sustain. We're able to pay for ourselves through what through our relative sure. revenue. Sure. We're not like I'm not out here making a million dollars. Like it's not, not some massively. Um, it's not like what it used to be even four or five sure. years ago, where you know people could make millions overnight. Like it, there was no no issue, and it happened like that. It's just a completely different market, and the demand is just, or the supply is just completely overflown. And yeah, we uh, we have our, the October season coming, so we have to do things right now, strategize for how we're going to make sales come uh, October, November, December, January. Good like, yeah, that out into the out, outdoor harvest. Is that why you're saying it's down in the fall? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like the outdoor is going to come and it's going to completely flood the market again. So once the outdoor completely, once we're all flooded from that again. Have to make then better business decisions on what strains to be running during those periods to be able to sell and market to stores. The stores aren't going to want to pay thirteen, fourteen hundred a pound anymore at that point. Like I can produce cherry paloma, and we can get thirteen, fourteen hundred a pound for that right now. But if I produce a whole room of that and get a hundred pounds of cherry paloma, and we try to sell that in December, we're not going to get fourteen hundred, and we're luckily to get a thousand. So what we have to do now is we can run like. A second, we have seven tables in a room. So we'll run one table of cherry paloma, then we'll run, you know, which is a high dollar demanding product or, and then like GMO, for instance, like we get 33% THC in our GMO. 
So that's another high dollar crop that we can get. But we also have to pair that with some of our lower THC percentage, so our frozen grapes or our mandarin butter, some of these things that are a little bit lower THC percentage, but I have an easier time growing, right? A little bit less pruning time, a little bit less trim time. So the, the inputs to it are a little bit less. We're able to then go turn around and sell those for a thousand. And we can still have a little bit of Paloma for twelve, thirteen hundred. So we're not like completely out of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. It's I got, as long as we're still flowing here, Scotty, hold a thought. I got another question, bringing it back into the grow. But if you guys are enjoying this, if you're hanging here, getting the inside from a commercial grower in Michigan, man, support Do Grow Show. A great way to do that is dogrows.com forward slash rose. I'm going to shout out to a couple of our pros here. Sacred Three Mushrooms. Tanazi, what's up? So good having him at the DDC Cup. Alien Roots. Yeah, the filters for your tents, man. Whether you want a filter, you can run cords through foam filters. Another DDC. You guys are supporting DDC by going and checking these cats out. Lastly, Easy Days Cultivators. Awesome auto fems available at Seeds here now. And if you guys, even yourself, Matt, you guys know somebody out there that needs to get some promoting and get involved with the DDC, dudegrows.com forward slash promote. Check it out. Okay, can I ask a question or you got one in the tip of your tongue, Scotty? I, I don't know about hazy roots. Have you been doing business behind my back, sir? Hey, yes. Hazy roots, come on. Like we got the $150 pro, man. You want to get on our pros list? You got to be DGC approved. We have an option for some of those cats. Hazy roots is a small time guy, 3D printing out his own stuff. Um, and guys, these are all linked at dudegrows.com forward slash pros for the coupon codes and links to everybody's site. Yeah, and the idea behind this is if you are somebody like Hazy Roots, hopefully you get some exposure if you're doing good work. Uh, a lot of times the DGC is the critical mass you need. They're good for real growers. Y'all were good to me. Uh, I'm assuming since you've been in this game since 2018, I shouldn't assume. Um, LED lights, huge game changer as far as power-wise or whatever. I'm sure you're all LED now. There's been rebates. Um, what do you run, yeah, lighting-wise in your growth? Man, I got HLG 350Rs. And then flower is still running HBS double unders. Really? So what? The D oh, so they're about eleven thirty watts. The DEs, something oh, like that. Regular DE, regular DE in the in flower. Regular good old double ended high high pressure sodium. Dude, can you give me your most for one second, brother? Hey, what PPFD would you run in veg flower? Give give it to us because most of us have the. Uh, sure. I'm sure you're doing it for maximum at least efficiency. No, no, I'll be with <laughs> my eyes, with my eyes and my feel. Listen, and the plants, the plants will tell you exactly how much bite they want, they don't want when they're looking a little bit stressed in it. And so, here's a term that I like to phrase: you can't grow a healthy plant without a healthy room. As long as that room is healthy and you're providing an atmosphere around those plants, those plants should not have any deficiencies or any issues with them. So when I'm typically seeing uh, some sort of issue like in veg, uh, it's typically because my light intensity might be a little bit too high. So I'm, I just dimmed out a little bit. We, If you put a meter under, we'd probably be between four to 600 in, in veg, maybe reaching a little bit higher than that towards the end of the plant stretch. Um, and then in flower, once they hit peak in flower, we're probably... Thousand to eleven hundred. Okay, wow, that's legit. Independent, strain dependent. I say, absolutely. Yeah, it's more like I, I, I won't run those. Those HLG three fifty Rs are very good light. The yeah, they have the. I think those are Diablo boards. I, I don't know. Anyway, um, that's what I run too. They provide a ton of light to the, the, the to the plant. Okay. We, we were in about forty percent. You want me to pick back up right there? 
And of course, I don't like that idea. If I'm being honest, I do remember 15 years ago when a lot of black market growers got PM, they would just go get Eagle 20 and spray it on there. And they're like, oh no, it fixes it, it fixes it. They really didn't care how poisonous it was. They really didn't understand that. And uh, a lot of people do get harmed by that kind of stuff. And I just want to, you know, give the parallel. I didn't tell you this, but it's still going on. Still going on in the black markets. That's my point. Not what's going on. And so you have to not have everything else stacked against you. Now you have to compete with how much it costs when you get a pass compared to anybody else. Yeah, and then we have to we have to go about it ethically. We have to go about it through approved mm-hmm. lists. We can't just like Finifad. Finifad is not legal. We, we can't use Finifad here. Source. Now, some of these products could you use? Like, just if somebody and would they be able to test at some point for Eagle Twenty when your 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 stuff is getting tested for market? Oh yeah, yeah it's a it's a half life thing where like the half life of Eagle Twenty will never deteriorate below the levels of passing levels. By the time you hit flower, like do you sure if we had ornamentals that were going year after year after year after year, you might be able to hit that half life eventually, but not yeah. not in cannabis, especially when you're combusting that into our what's it coming art connect or something. Yeah, I mean, wow, cyanide. really? Cyanide. Yeah, cyanide. You're right. Yeah, but cyanide gas. Yum. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. I found this article. I don't know if you can hang. I know you're at work. I found this cannabis industry statistics from, I don't know where it was from, Cannabis Insider, I thought it was. But it was interesting just where they were talking about like 60% of the market just shops according to THC potency. I was like, come on. I mean, is that something you got to worry about? Absolutely. We kind of talked about a little bit earlier. Every run that I run, we're going to be adding in a little bit of higher THC percentage strains. That's what sells. It is what what happened the other day, uh, especially like in the Detroit market. The Detroit market is very um, highest percentage, lowest dollar, and that's for wholesaling. That's for their consumer. That's for everything that comes into that market. Uh, then that we do get into some more educated places. Unfortunately, there are uh, some good dispensaries out there that are educating people and and try to help them understand that about more than just THC percentage, but in a roundabout way. I mean, I'm not going to change your words, but I am. Basically, if you're rolling around as, give me the highest THC, you're definitely a little undereducated in what cannabis can do and what different terpenes can do and just having the highest THC, which I don't know how much enforcement goes on that, but easily can be adjusted or skewed, I'm sure, at different retail locations um, as well. But uh, yeah, I totally agree. We, we're, not, we're not supposed to be able to have them, or they're not able to change what the THC percentage says you can shop your lab right like i could shop my lab and go to three different labs and just pick which one has the best percentage interesting that's craziness when you guys were younger did any of you ever buy a bottle of 151 because it was the most strongest thing you could find you'd be like dude they have cold 45 or billy one too they were stronger right (laughs) my point is it is human nature to be like well give me something that's strongest you know if i can take a regular strength aspirin or an extra strength aspirin i'm going to take the extra strength right so it does take a bit of an education to realize that you don't feel the same on that cold 45 as you do if you just drink a couple of uh good ipas you know I don't mean the dog out cold. No, no, five. All right. So we might be some people in the comments on that one. <laughs> right. 
Uh, well, thanks for taking the time today. I want to hold you up to match Matt, uh, Michigan Matt guys, OG DGC been around for a while, been the many cannabis cups with us, DGC cups and, uh, Shout out to Faded. Faded in Michigan. I love the name. Super simple and super. It's what, it's what you're shooting for. A little faded. I like it. A little faded. Hey, official shout outs. You do social media. Any of those things? Are you on, are you on the Instagram? Sure. Michigan Madden Instagram. Faded.mi is the brand. I'll uh, shout my growers out. Devin's Insta. Uh, Lil Mama Ave and French Formula. Those are my little grinders. And then, uh, yeah, we have, we're faded, so come give us a follow. I got, like, DGC names. I love it. Everybody's got you. What's your name? Can't be your birth name. Come on. <laughs> no way. <laughs> cool. Thanks for hanging, Matt. Thanks, Fred. It's been a while. Hopefully, everybody is doing well. Absolutely. Right back at you. And I'll see you next cup, brother. Out. Man, like I said before, Scotty, that is good. It's like the insider info. So, man, if you guys want to come on board, support the show, like DDC Producers here, Big Cat 420s, and Snorkel Dwarfs hanging out again. Love it. It kind of reminds me of Stuff Lofrius for some reason. <laughs> Snorkel Dwarfs. Snorkel Dwarfs. Snorkel Dwarfs. Like something you would see at the, at the Meow Wolf. Dorgledorf real. <laughs> Didn't you see a Piftala there? I know who's too real as a mofo, man. Piftala. Piftala. 1337. Beeper code, man. You know what I'm saying? Guys, we're shouting out these DDC producers making the show happen. Dudegrows.com forward slash support for all the benefits. I can't list them all, such as 30% off real growers, recharge, grow dots, free scenes, scenes here now. But more than that, we're always planning and scheming. We had a meeting this morning, and Scotty's like, we got so much good grow talk. Let's bring it back, man. So yep. we're going to start sifting through some of our back catalog that got removed from YouTube back in the day and bringing up really good grow talk. We're going to bring back a little bit of guru for you guys. You DDC producers, you'll see it over on Patreon, and that is uh, being generated this week. So help get dudegrows.com forward slash support giveaways every month. And you guys, thank you very much for being able to have people like Michigan Matt on, have this studio, have Scotty, yep. have Grambo on the board, and rock it. Absolutely. I never thought I'd be the kind of guy that had a back catalog. Oh, mm-hmm. you guys got a DGC. Yeah, you guys got an extensive back oh, catalog. Oh my gosh. Actually, I was just going got through like it. Them. It's like, holy crap. I can't believe how many hours of talking you guys have. Yeah. We were be at, me and dude were BSing today. We're like, let's pull it back. You know, let's pull the best of it back. It's off YouTube. They took it off YouTube. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we're going to start putting some back so the uh, patrons can check it out. Let's do it. Yeah, you guys will hear. We'll make a post on Patreon for you soon for that. And speaking of Grow Talk, man, uh, this is Grow Talk coming in from a DDC producer. Another benefit. We always try and get you cats on the show. Having trouble with clones from Brooklyn Gas House. Says, hello, DDC, big fan of the show and recent Patreon. Shout out. I'm having an issue with the leaves on an RS11, being the strain name I'm not familiar with, RS11 clone I order online turning yellow. Okay, so... Right away, I'm like, man, this is kind of a special. When you order a clone online, it's not going to be like always super angry when it gets to you, but it's going to be stressed. It was put in a box. It was shipped. It was probably put on an airplane, I think, potentially. As far as those have to be ships, you know, really quick. Um, So I wanted to talk about dealing with clones that are stressed after they have their roots. Maybe it's a home situation or you've done something wrong um, and and go from there. Because this is saying, um, we said it's a hard, I live in Brooklyn and it's a very hard to source A1 genetics sure. in clone form and it's been fetal hunted, which is huge. That's why Scotty, you like, you know, we've been saying, hey, I'm not always against 
or I'm not always, I'm not against buying clones online. If you're wanting to get off to the races right sure. away. Sure. Yeah. I'm not against when somebody sends me a clone, actually appreciative of it. <laughs> so these clone, this clone here is in a two gal. I guess we're still, um, as a show, I don't know if we're showing this or not. We'll, we'll figure that out after the fact, freaking YouTube, excuse me. Um, if I can say that, but we're showing it, we'll oh, see, man. let's see what happens. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh, where's the joy? You know, aggressive <laughs> uh, clone here. Uh, probably about a foot tall, rooted out. Looks a little unhappy. This is what a clone looks like to me after you get it shipped. You take it out of the bag and plant it. No, that's a few days where you're like, something's wrong right there. Grandma, will you scroll up a little bit? Sure. When that, the top of it, the apical murus stem starts looking like the one that one does. It's all twisted. It's losing its color. I do tell you what, it has burnt tips. Usually burnt tips are a sign that there's uh, ooh, burnt tips all over it. Uh, a sign that there's uh, too much fertilizer in there. So it might be something. Man, come on, we can, even if we weren't going to show this or even for a podcast, we could definitely give some best practices about what to do. And what do you guys think maybe about like how, whenever I see that new growth with that twist in it, I always start to go to, towards pH. Do you think maybe he's got some sort of lockout going in the soil? How big? Those are some decent sized containers. Or how rooted out were they before you put them in those containers? Yeah, whenever I see that, from, whenever they twist up there, I'm always like, oh, lock no, up potentially. I know quietly saying overwatered here, and I would. There's potential. We're looking yeah. at a very dark colored cocoa that you can tell is watered in very well. Uh, let me give just a few things we do know. Planted a can of cocoa, winning there, no issue. Can of cocoa bricks. Uh, then uh, light. But he just said light feeding, like probably, I don't know what strength PPM or EC of Jack's 321, which should be your complete, um, as far as your complete nutrition, like the plant should be able to take everything from that and be okay. So I don't see a problem with nutrition. I know Scotty might like, not, not like this. Sometimes what I see with clones that have been shipped, then transplanted, then maybe overwatered a little bit and everything else is right is a little bit of patience. They're going to take, sometimes they take six days, seven days to completely bounce out of it. As long as you don't see continued deterioration and you know your parameters are right, just stay with that plant's been through. I, I don't like that, man. If it doesn't come to you perfect, if it doesn't get better in 48 hours, man, you call, you flame on the internet, man. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Yes, I like that idea. So you get you can get these back. A lot of times, like that top is pretty bad. I would probably grow that, get it healthy again, and then cut that top off and let a new look. I'm going to use a scientific word, apical stem, but just the top, cut it off and let it get get a couple more. You know, let it split. Yeah, and some other practices of that is don't have this plant in full on blast veg light. You don't need this plant to have a lot of light until I don't have a specific you mole for you exactly, but um, it's going to stress until it gets happy. 150 to 200. And by the way, I know you make fun of me with the PPF meter, PPF meter, PPFD meter. All right. This stuff does work. I didn't experiment, see if it worked. And yeah, we'll get you. <laughs> but the Photon app, I downloaded that thing and it's pretty good. For something free on your phone, it is pretty close to a real PPFD meter. So, guys, I can dial my lights up and down. I'll give a shout out to HLG. Uh, I don't even need to raise them in my tent. I just dial them up and down, and I am able to achieve the right PPFD for clones, the right PPFD for teens, we'll call them, in the solo cups, and then bumping them up to where they're really, you heard Matt, he goes up to, what, a 1,000 PPFD? He jacks those things up. 
you kind of got to know where that's at, at least yeah. in the beginning. And you'll like Sunny and Vectopia's best, best, best in practice here. Sure. So first, she says, leaves are like ladies. They can't stay young and beautiful forever. I have mm-hmm. a wonderful trick for transplanting clones. I free treat my media for transplanting into it with recharge, which I'll give you a shout out because that is a good idea. You're leaving sure. a vacancy. You're putting the microbes to work right yeah. away. I've seen recharge help with transplant stress for sure. I'm sorry. I just want to go show my my clones. I just get a hundred percent success rate when I do a good job with them. I just have a technique where they look great. I soak the cubes in recharge, a little bit of recharge before I cut, and then I put a shameless plug. I take my real growers commercial now, man. Five, <laughs> nice grandpa. <laughs> wow. I put five grams of grow. That's better, please, man. Grab me a couple of those in the solo cup, and you water them when they get dry. It's a uh, yeah, there we go. Sorry, but there's my technique for growing good clothes, man. Come on. Come on. It's a beauty. Oh, double cup. But anyway, by the really way, I was transplanted. Yeah, totally, man. Uh, I'm waiting. Nate's got to come up. High C's got to come up. We got to do it on video or it doesn't happen. But I like to get them this rooted out until I transplant them because the idea is so easy. I know you've got those, what are those pots called? The air root pots or whatever. But handle. The idea when you grow a plant, and that's why in commercial production, what I'm doing with bamboo, you know, if you're doing greenhouse production, you take this thing and you put it in a container that's a little bigger. That way you can wet it all the time. And then it goes from wet to dry, it grows, and then you put it in one that's a little bigger after that. You can do it. You can go just from, I don't know if I'd go from a little tiny clone to something like that. I think I would, maybe the move is to go with something, you know, a a cup and cup solo method. And let it get kind of big before it goes and something like that. I like it, man. Good tip. Realgrowers.com. You guys are in Canada. RechargeCanada.ca. I'm recharging all of Canada, Scotty. Uh, Which is nice. now known as the Dank White North. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Shout out, exactly. I think, Banner, probably. Right? That's awesome. Hell yeah. Good I hope that helps out there. Brooklyn Gas House. Scotty, that clone does look great. I just noticed when you pulled it out, it was a grower immediately. I'm like, transplant time. Hey, I want to show you something though, all right? But I think I got extras. I see might be mad. But if this head was really bad right here, we are totally off of YouTube. I would just cut it. I would just cut it. Oh, yeah. And then that can become the head or that will become the apogomeri stem. But as soon as you give something like that exposure, especially when it has a leaf like that to feed it, You'll see. That'll become a new top. The auctions come up from the bottom. And where are they going to go? They just keep going. They travel right up to the top because that's where the most sunlight's coming. So the solar panel. This one's got solar panels all over. Very proud of myself. Hey, I can clone everybody. Uh, You got some good comments here, man. Let's see uh, what you got as far as... Oh, we're talking about edibles and consumption, and this is, uh, at, I don't know, did I not set this up good enough? When is this to a specific? Yeah, weren't we talking on Saturday about uh, edibles? We were talking about, yeah, Grambo was telling us his dose, and yeah, I don't do the edibles much anymore, because just like Jeffrey Jackson says, edibles turn me into the stereotypical stoner. Bust out some sativa land race to get this old boy up and run it. And I will say, yes, eating a bunch of weed... Definitely affects me differently than getting high as fuck. Oh, yeah, not I, it affects me differently. Not bad. Sometimes I actually feel like 
like high, like not stoned. I mean, I feel like I'm on like a different kind of drug when I get the right edible. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, it gives you an uppity buzz kind yeah. of. So I've been taking like a medical stuff. morning doses. I've been micro dosing 30 milligrams. For me, 30 milligrams of micro dose. So I've been <laughs> medical a- morning acute dose. dosing. Remember uh, what show was that? Uh, I think two shows ago with uh, Mo. And uh, Canarado, yeah, Chris. Uh, we talked. We learned that my doses are actually called acute doses. Scotty, really? Scotty likes an acute dose too. Thirty milligrams. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. hundred was macro dosing. But yeah, I'm into the obtuse. Yeah. So Jeffrey Jackson, shout out, man. I feel your pain, but I like it. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's do. Yeah, I had this one. I was just scratching my head. I did the SMH for this one. Got right at J Love eighty nine thirty three. Love the Saturday show. Thank you. The growing at home experience that makes it harder than the dispo is the drying and curing process. Dispensaries can have a better end product due to the cure, in my opinion. I'm still a beginner though, and the drying and curing process is the hardest. I don't want to go down the whole rabbit hole because we have. Which reminds me to shout out to DudeGrows.com. So much info over there. Dry and cure in the search bar, but. If they're saying the dispensary can do it better than the home grow. That's just dependent. It did grandma do you? I mean, you know, sometimes you do to go to spend the dispensaries for sure. I would and say a flower. Yeah, you can find that for sure. I find like lots of places. I'll shout out Seed and Smith right by the airport. One of my favorite places. Nice small scale cannabis. But I would say that that is spoken like a newbie grower. You 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 find your rhythm after a while, just like anything. You stop measuring out nutrients. You stop agonizing over drying and everything well, so. it's hot though i mean a lot of people that's don't true. have access to really good air conditioning or they might have not air conditioning. that's where i have agree with this because as a dispensary we just had matt on you are going to hopefully be looking at everything and in your budget you know i've been in the dispensary i forgot which one in colorado where they're drying area and curing i'm not curing necessarily but drying you know it's full-on climate controlled too many split heads even if it's getting to 100 degrees out they're watching their humidity they have controls where a home grower does not have a budget to always do that we just had a show about drying and curing in the hot summer. It could be a challenge to find a space in somebody's house, depending on where they live. So yes. I could see, you know, that uh, this isn't across the board, but the dispensary has that proper area because they have to. If they don't dry and cure, right, they're totally screwed to a degree. Or I guess it do goes they- to uh, extracts or something potentially. Nah, do they have time to cure it? I mean, drying it is one thing. <clears throat> Keeping it in a jar for a couple of weeks and burping those jars to... You know, pull the subtleties out of the out of the weed. Oh no, you're right in your cycles, you know? right? Yeah, you, you should be. I've seen totes, no jars, but we're talking, you know, big totes where the, like, these are the these are the curing totes right sure. now. Okay, um, so yeah, this I, I just uh, I'd say depends, but definitely I'd assume there's that process going on. Not everywhere. Again, if you're stressed, like you said, you're trying to get something to market, you just have time to dry it, and you still think it's marketable. Sure, but the cure usually always brings out better att- attributes. Dude, you asked me to sneak in. No, dude wanted to sneak in more grow talk. So I put I put a little dry talk in here. This is uh, the reply. And we have bad, badass DGC. Is this J to J? JLove8933 asked a question. And JO621 <laughs> answered it. Wow. wow the feeling of split personality <laughs> thing here. But the most important part is the drying. You got to get at least eight to 10 days. 14 is even better or until those stems snap stems snap if you get that right you don't even need to burrow the jars as it cures itself i find i don't know <laughs> yeah i think it was trying to say burp yeah oh 
burped it. Oh, you don't even need to burp the jars. Thank you. I'm quick, man. It cures itself. I also find purple varieties and anything heavy in grape or fruits to be easier to dry and cure than, say, a gas or a more funky type of terpene, like my grape stumper. I can dry that with a blow dryer and let it sit out in the open, <laughs> and it still reeks like grapes and dang. <laughs> That's an exaggeration, kids. That's never a gas, never a grass smell, while my others would smell like lawn clippings after three days of drying. So, dude, say strain dependent. Just have fun with it. <laughs> I will because I have a jar of orange gasm here that I have treated badly. Like this has been, it was in my bag like two weeks ago, uh, going on a mountain bike trip. And it, you know, I was like, oh crap, that stayed in the hot car for a few. Then something got sat on it, like clothing and stuff. The bag got pushed down and it's been around now for probably six months plus. But when I open it, I, and it's not as good as it can be. I still get the the good orange smell, and that is a little bit. He said earlier um, that anything heavy in grape or fruit, I guess orange gasm would be considered heavy in fruit. Right. Um, it's, it hasn't been as finicky. It's other strange with me to keep your keep smelling good. I dig. Yes, sir. Um. Yes, sir. Yourself. I know you seen. We gotta go. We gotta get to. You got some news today, but first. Uh, we're doing a better job. First off, comment, like, subscribe. If you're still hanging, you're qualified. Okay. Free as <laughs> hell for the show, uh, as well as DDC merch, dudegrows.com forward slash merch. We have uh, hats from the DDC cup. They're not specific to the cup, but two different hats over there. I think three total. Um, we have some pins, patches. We still got to get our DDC cup shirt on. The only thing we don't have that people want, Scotty, is a few t shirts. That'd be nice to kick around. Rolling trays, DDC grow journal. DDC producers, you have a coupon code for the hats. Just log into Patreon in the upper right. You'll see patrons go here, go there. They'll find coupon codes and sp post specifically for you. I'm going to shout a few of them out. Big Grizz420. How's it going? And one hit. So are we missing an N here? One hit. So Dak, D A K. Yeah, <laughs> Dak. One hit. So Dank. <laughs> that sounds awesome. The LZ Bob. That's <laughs> off the code. One hit, so Dak. So South Dakota, Banner, thank you. Banner, thank you. <laughs> There's a reason, thank you. I'm like, where's the end? Right. I'm going Bezel. You said, I'm going Bezel. Bezel, Beals, Beals, Bob. Bealsy Bob. Bealsy Bob, 420. Beals a Bob. Come on. Yeah. yeah. No. Dudecrows.com. Dudecrows.com board slash support. You're learning, you're laughing. We're helping out your day. Much appreciated, guys. $10 a month pays for itself. Hey, I got a in the news. Hey, no, no, yes. I gotta ask. You know, I'm into coincidences and stuff. Now, boy. So, when we're ending that segment, I get a text that says, "Hey, Scotty, I just had a question about when to transplant into the real buckets. I plants that are almost done with their solo cups, but I was confused about the placement. Thanks in advance. See, I already did. You know, man, the future, the future was before instead of the future being now. Wow, freaking! Out. I would take. <laughs> I would now? take anything. Anything that's in a solo cup the size you pulled out that's rooted out, I'm gonna I'm comfortable to plant that and whatever if you're okay. going into a five, seven, ten, it's good to go. Plant it in its final size for me and be done with it. Yeah, go over water though, if you go big. Remember I was saying, I'm not sure if I said this well, but when you just transplant a little bit at a time, you grow a super dense root system. You're not growing the super sparse sparse root system. The roots are 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 dense, you know, so it makes a better plant. Yeah, potting best nursery practices. I feel you. I don't like mm -hmm. the labor. 
I skip between and then I'd water just a full or quick thing where it's hard to grow. <laughs> yep. Um, when I transplant into a five or a seven or whatever, I'm not watering the pot size. Yeah. I water with like a ring around. I don't even water at the stem of the plant. I water a ring on the outer, like outside. I want the roots to go for it. I want them to sense. Yeah. I was just teaching my roommate that the other night, dude, because I'm teaching them both to grow and we had just transplanted up and I was, I was like, don't water the whole thing. He couldn't wrap his mind around it. And I was like, man, growing used to be confusing. In the very, so I always, it gave me like a newbie, like sympathy thing to watch it through their eyes. Something's like, I take so for granted. Like, yeah, you don't water the whole pot. Like, you don't want it while waterlogged. So, yeah. It's not that hard. It's not. Take a gallon of, uh, a gallon milk jug. You mix some stuff in there. I'm not going to say recharge. And you water them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Until the water comes out the bottom. Yeah. When you say it's not that hard, I've been intimidated by things in my life. There's plenty of things that have been like, man, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. And then once you're shown, you're like, wow, this isn't bad at all. Like, I don't have the right perfect analogy right now. Or some people just have the fear of they don't know. They haven't never grown anything. And you're right. Usually it's not that hard, but just getting over that barrier, uh, sometimes it's tough if you don't know anything about it. You know what's really tough about that is mentally. If you know that, yeah, I mean, I don't want to turn this into that kind of thing. But if you believe that you can do something, it's a hell of a lot easier than if you don't believe <laughs> Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Do it. Ooh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Sorry. All right. At the news, you got an article, hit this once, but hey, man, this is cool. In Minnesota, seeds to grow weed available. Jeez, its pop ups are insane. Add blocker seeds to grow weed available for sale starting August 1st when recreational marijuana is legal. Get on. Get right. right on. That's full on ASMR All right there. I, uh... <laughs> Go back. Um, <laughs> what is my, what am I getting? A Japanese tea box? You know, just order, man. What was that? Deliciousness? Dude. Distraction from what dude's trying to talk about? Banner has whipped out his phone. He is ordering this box. Right. Well, this is different, though, because they're saying one of the first parts of the law that will take effect will be allowing Minnesotans to grow up to eight cannabis plants in their homes and the seeds right. they need to do it will be available on store shelves that same day. Wow. Hang on. Just go back, man. Did you see what the Minnesota news people look like? Dude, do you remember what the South Florida news people look like? Here, I'll find them. <laughs> Scott has such a fetish about what the individual city news Just do like. like Channel 7 South Florida. I got it here. They look like they just came from a club. Oh, I can't find it. Yeah. Good stuff. Sorry. Distraction there, sir. Um, this is not available in many states that I've seen, and I'm presuming the stores they're going to be at. Uh, it says businesses seeking to supply seeds to retail stores need to be permitted with the department. So I bet you there is a bit. This would be a good thing to get James Bean on the show and BS about um, when you want to get and how breeders like Rasta Jet feel about that. And you're going to have to go and do you need to be a Minnesota business on top of that. I so uh, and then how many that guy smokes weed? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, this is super cool. I'm glad home grow allowing people to have eight plants seeds available right away. Cause I, I like new growers to start. Uh, I mean, it doesn't totally matter. I prefer them to start from seeds. Scotty, I know you prefer ease of use success right away. You prefer a clone start. Um, but this is super cool. Well, back in my day, we didn't have this hot latent viroid. Okay. <laughs> now you gotta be careful. 
Yeah, it looks like they're going to sell them just in your everyday home and garden sections. Wow, yeah. that is cool, though, right? Pretty neat. He smokes weed, too. No, that guy's clean. Get out of here. Yeah, he's smoking in the back. <laughs> he's like, do I smoke before this interview? I don't know, man. It's about weed, but huh. <laughs> I like it. Pretty cool. In the news? I think that's it. Did I do anything else in the news, sir? Oh, okay. I found this out, man. This is about sleeping. It says the truth about cannabis and the REM cycle. And I have always heard that weed screws up your REM cycle. You go to sleep and you get tired, but you don't get that deep sleep. And I found this article was pretty weird. It's from Herb magazine. Dude, you say Herb, right? Herb. Herb. I say Herb like Herb the guy. Fat Burger King. Remember the Herb Burger King thing? Grandma, are you too young for that? Yeah, I don't I don't recall oh, Herb. I do oh, it was great. <laughs> I don't know why, but they had Herb as their spokesman for a little bit, man. Burger uh, King. This is although <laughs> I can't even think now. <laughs> although these products work to help us fall asleep, the overall quality of your sleep might not be the best. You know, and it says, ever wonder why you feel lethargic after smoking weed before bed? I did an experiment. I checked this article. <laughs> Just show Herb. Just show Herb. I don't understand. It was the 80s, right? Uh, interesting. Yeah, right? He's not the one that went to jail, right? No, Herb's probably. Still. He's giving a disposition. De- de- <laughs> anyway, man, um, I actually have one of these. I can't remember what it's called, man. It's, it's a ring that will tell you about your sleep. And so I checked my oh, the aura ring. all the time. The aura ring. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. I did an experiment and only smoked these live resin carts. And they do get you high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they do. Science works. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. But I get I, I looked at my REM sleep today. It was, you know, right where it should have been. You know, so I don't know. And like I said, I did the experiment for science where uh, yeah, where, where I smoked a joint last night before bed. I think I had like 18% REM sleep, which was pretty good. So, I don't know. Interesting, yes. man. Yeah, I, I think it's different. There's so many different variables. I mean, you had a friend that couldn't smoke uh, on their trip to Europe for a month. And they, he was like, man, my dreams are like vivid, you know. Yeah. And I've had it where people have said, you know, without drinking any beer, I had the craziest. I'm all over the place. It doesn't seem to matter for myself. And I'm pretty good, you know, like I was saying in the prior episode, dreamer, remembering dreams, interacting right. in dreams. So it's your brain yeah. profile, yo. Grandma, scroll down on the bottom of this. I didn't really understand. You know, I figured Herb would be pretty pro-cannabis. Uh-huh. It says, um, it talks about it. It goes, however, that's, you know, this means brain acknowledges we're getting quality REM sleep, uh, but also tries to retrieve the REM sleep we lost over a period of time using cannabis or alcohol. So they start bringing alcohol into this. And then they say the result is wildly vivid dreams. And now he says, I guess if you stop smoking weed, it says the result is wildly dr- vivid dreams. But that's not all. Walker explained how you could potentially experience delirium after not having REM sleep for so long. Mm. And then it gets into what's called the delirium trems. The yeah. DTs, DTs occur when an alcoholic's REM sleep has been blocked for so long. And the pressure of those dreams has built up that it actually just spills over in the wakefulness, huh. says Walker. Basically, you dream where you're awake, which causes delirium. Again, Walker is referencing alcoholics. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's a little weird, but considering the effect cannabis has on REM sleep, it may be food for thought. Boo. So they kind of gave you a whole bunch of fear-mongering bullshit. And they go, no, 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 we're not talking about weed, though, but Boo. I don't know if we're smoking. It might be something to think about. You want to talk about it? <sighs> you know, like, this is a little deceptive herb. I heard that other drugs keep you, <laughs> if you snort. Yeah. Powders, it keeps you awake. Yeah. Food for thought. Yeah, we're not talking about cannabis anymore, but it's food for thought, right? <laughs> it's food for thought. Could be. Could be. It's uh, my Sammy Sosa imitation. I love it there, man. You could be. Thank you. Good show. Good show. What do you got? It looks like you got some social media to laugh at here. Always a good way to, uh, I don't even pre-check these. I like to keep them fresh. Just help me out with this, man. I mean, I'm a marketer. Hang out. I want to. Try to you know, <laughs> show people some value from my product. I'm always trying to. That's that's the goal. But Liquid Death just seems to be. Can we just vote them as the most brilliant marketing company? One it is them. water. It's fancy cans of water. Oh, is it just water? It's just water, man. I found that out recently. I'm kind of <laughs> kind of bummed out now, man. So now you can buy the Liquid Death flasket, which is a flask that it's a casket shaped flask that you can drink your water from five star review too. 300 five star I'm telling you warehouse kyle drinks it and i'm like i don't know man i don't get it Wait, so liquid death is just water hey, it's just water man hey it's sparkling water with flavors at least i, I guess. thought it was Are you booze? sure i think it's just wa- i thought it was just water man. i thought it was booze. some of these hey we have lightly lightly sweetened with agave for more brutal Flavor, <laughs> more brutal flavor. I'm Scott. telling you, we got to get high C. We got to get high C's opinion on this. This brilliant. is classic. This is how brutal you look flavor. Like warehouse Kyle walking around with a can of a can of liquid death or what? A can. This is how you look like legit drinking some. So you know they don't know what's in there. They just know it says liquid death on the can. So you're pretty hard ass. <laughs> I know. Is liquid death just water? If you buy one liquid death canned waters, then yes. Oh liquid God. death is just plain old water. Whoa. Come on. Holy. Right. Holy marketing, Batman. We will never get sponsored by liquid death. Or maybe right? we will. Reach out. Hey, you know what? It's pretty good water. Turns out. Okay. Agreed. It's all about branding. <laughs> Youth-oriented product positioning. Awesome. Branding. All right. Here you go. The seed dispenser is loaded, Scotty, by Mr. E. Gardner. Thank you for the memes. And this is uh, the gopher with, uh, what do they call those again? Is it a mortar? What do they call that thing? Bazooka. Grenade launcher. Bazooka. Thank Bazooka. you. Thank you. Free seeds. DDC Cup 24. Seed cannon loaded, sir. Yeah, we were talking about the pinata. And yeah, maybe you just shoot seeds from... No, you drop them from a helicopter, right? We need more DGC uh, supporters. Yeah, drones. Dude can run a helicopter. Drone, oh, drone drop. Yeah. That's actually Get something more we memes. really could do. <laughs> nice. More more memes up, please. There's yes. a free meme generator, dudegrows.com. Just click on the memes and make us laugh. Yes. I just saw these drones. Somebody's like, there's these new drone headlights in a car. Oh my God. On Rogan, actually. And the car, the headlights detach at night from the car and they oh fly out in front of it God. via GPS to light up the road. Pretty dope. Wow. The future is now. I'll show you. Just wait. I got two more. Two. First off, just can we just say something about this guy's hair? You know, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's effing beautiful. This meme. This is, uh, I'm sorry. It's Spot City Gardener. Thank you. Got some new meme creators here. Yeah. Recharge. Yeah. It's not just for plants. And it's the alien guy, right? <laughs> I'm going to do it. 
That's who I picture when you talk about trip. I just picture that guy. I'm going to do it, man. That's it. Hair goals. If he can do it. Yeah. He's my hair leader. <laughs> uh, here you go, man. This is what I was going to show you. They have humanoids that they're designing. I, a buddy oh, is, of this, ours. Uh, is this Sophia? I don't know. A buddy of ours really uh, um, she's just having a hard time with the AI thing. And I get it. It is really. <laughs> it, this shook me. This is a robot that is supposed to keep old people company. As a customer agent. Or a customer service agent. It has a bingo experience, and I enjoy interacting with the elderly and helping them with their needs. I mean, you'd say that's a six out of ten, though, right? It's not terrible. If you're some old guy and she just, I enjoy helping the elderly with their needs, you are just like, I'm so done. This is over. This is what they have here now. I'm going to start holding my breath now. Hello. Oh my God, it's so, but dude, it's only 2023. And this, I don't say only, but what happens in 10 years? Is that what, is this what you're going to at the bank or yeah. at McDonald's? Blade Runner, man, we're doing it for real. This is Blade Runner, right? This is Blade Runner. Yeah. And it's, it's no joke. It's going to happen. I watched a thing about how they train these things and they put them in simulations for thousands of years and then they put them in the robotics and they just know how to do it because they lived in a simulated world for longer than. Oh, man. No wonder people are upset about this. If I'm not upset, and it breaks my brain. Wow. Her name was Nadine. Na- it was Nadine. <laughs> Nadine. Yeah, because the main one's called Sophia, the most Hang advanced on ones. Keep that. Keep that, man. What was that? <laughs> what was that cheese ASMR? This oh, is uh, the 12 jobs that take a lifetime to master. Oh, come on. Can we do an extra 10 minutes of the show? And watch? <laughs> but not now. I so- will. <laughs> okay. I will tell you guys if you missed yes. our last show, if you haven't called our Saturday show yet, that's out every Saturday. Um, we did a good show titled, Are You a Stoner? Is that what <laughs> this is? We can f- find out if you're a stoner, if you watch the last Dude Gross Growth, Spelling the Miss, the new space of cannabis growing and consuming. So, yes. good stuff, man. Yeah, that was fun. Those Saturday shows are a good time, boys. <laughs> Yep. All right. uh, BBC producers, yep. stay tuned. We'll be hitting you up, man. We're going to get some of this backlog grow talk out to you that has a lot yep. of value to it. We hate things mm. when we do the grow talk. It gets buried or forgotten about or YouTube steals it from us. Uh, so we got our team, One-Eyed Cat, Grambo, everybody working on that. And you'll get a, a post soon up to see where you can catch that. Otherwise, uh, comment, like, subscribe if you're on YouTube. And stay higher, guys. Hope you had a good time. See you, Scotty, Grambo. Appreciate it. Hey, take her easy, dude.